Now it's time for this. News Talk's Executive Chair. Thanks to Skillnet Ireland, driving business success through innovative training and upskilling. I'm delighted to welcome to the Executive Chair this week, Seamus Clancy. He's the Chief Executive Officer at Repack. Seamus, you're very welcome to the programme. Uh, good morning to you, Bobby, and glad to be here. Now, the eldest of eight, it all started in Mitchellstown in County Cork. Tell us a little bit about your, your family background, Seamus, your early years, if you would. My early years, I would say, were incredibly warm, loving, and I grew up in a family of eight. Uh, my mum and dad, uh, we lived in the square in Mitchellstown. Uh, my father was a national school teacher out in Ballygiblin. And my mother had a hairdressing business uh, and we all started there. And I suppose uh, it was a great, secure environment. And uh, we grew up in a household where the world was our oyster, really. Uh, we got great encouragement to do whatever we wanted to do. Uh, and I the, the overriding issue, I suppose, that came out of the house as well, to try and do your best. Right. You were never, you were never really judged. Uh, you know, we all had ups and downs. We all had things that we had to cope with, but... I think there was always an encouragement to be out front. We actually were told from a very early age that you had to respect everybody. If your dad was the was a teacher or the headmaster in Ballygiblin National School and you were a pupil there, what, what was that like? Well, you could imagine being the first of eight coming through the primary school in Ballygiblin and we went out in the car every day with him in a, in a Ford Anglia and all loaded in. Right. Um, you can be sure that there, there was there was no um, preference given, and when you were the first to come through the uh, the school, that, that was a definite case. We we were in steps of stairs, uh, you know. I've I've three sisters and uh, four brothers, so it was a continuum really through the school, and I was even gone out of primary school. So, but it was a it was a great uh, experience. I think it was very tough yeah. days. It was a two teacher school, became a five teacher, but my father was very much a social. Uh, service provider as well within the town, filling out forms, helping people do exams and stuff like that. And my mother then, of course, as a hairdresser, heard everything that went on in the town, but also <laughs> she, she, right. she was a priest. Anyhow. So on, on to UCC, where you studied civil engineering. Um, uh, then I think you went to the UK, is that right? Uh, well, I had really no choice. Uh, in those 1982, there were 72 in the class. Uh, 12 went back and did masters, 12 went off and joined local authorities or consultancies, 12 of us did anchor courses. I was one of that 12 initially and 36 left the country. There were no jobs. Yeah. Uh, and that was the time. And in fairness, I thought it was a great opportunity as well. I ended up working for Murphy's in a, an oil refinery in Stanford Lee Hope in Essex. The usual up every morning at five, quarter past five, not back until seven or eight o'clock at night. So there were long days, but there were, it was a marvellous experience, something that really stood to me, I think, in terms of uh, understanding um, what hard work was like, but also, you know, what you had to do to make a go of things. Got great experience there and moved from there then to uh, a subsidiary of Thames Water, believe it or not, cutting grass. Right. Margaret, Margaret Thatcher contracted out services in 1988. And uh, the cutting of grass and management, basically, of uh, all, all the grounds maintenance throughout all the cities in the UK was worth a billion pounds at the time, Bobby. Wow. So wow. you're going after a share of that market. And um, that was hard graft, 
covering the whole of the country really but we had we had great fun i suppose one of the highlights of that was managing the royal parks in particular kensington gardens so uh that, that was an interesting introduction as well to high standards and understanding it so that all stood to us uh what really made the big change then my wife is a dentist and we had three very young kids so we decided in 1995 to come home to chuck everything and start again and right. it was the best decision we made in our life because we really understood the education system in ireland particularly primary education is superb in an irish context it's a bit of an unknown quantity in the uk it was at the time so you know i think we, we would both concur i think my wife and myself that that was probably the best decision we made and it was really when we came back there that the whole um working in the environmental sector, the waste, the hazardous waste, and then now more very much directed in the environmental sector that that took off. So we were we were there at the very beginning. And did you see the environmental sector as uh, as somewhat of an opportunity? Because you would have, would have been, been one of the earlier pioneers in that sector, Seamus. So was it something you saw or did you just find yourself in there almost by, by face? Well, I think it's a combination of both. Uh, it was it was luck in the sense that an opportunity came up in an environmental business. There was a great couple called Bill and Helen Bodenham that were ahead of their time. And they had started, they had a business called Pipe and Drain Services, Autorod, and had just started Green Star. And, right. and they had made a, a very conscious decision that they wanted to bring in uh, uh, an MD that was capable of taking the business to another level. And that was brave, given that they had four or five, they had five kids themselves as well. So we had a great journey, but they were visionaries at a different level. And they educated me very much on what was possible as well. And it grew from there, really, from building that business that, that became real to environmental. And, uh, you know, from 1.9 million that first year, uh, by year six, we were doing about 26 million. Uh, and uh, that business then uh, grew into it's a big subsidiary of what was 151 and Enver owns that business today. So, but it was very much a niche area within hazardous waste to start with and then general waste. But what came out of that then was trying to understand what was needed in infrastructure development in Ireland. Yeah. And as a small business at the time, we had to look outside Ireland to get investors into the business to support that development. And, and that still remains a challenge today because within the whole environmental sector or there, I say the waste if you take waste, you take water, you take energy or electricity, everybody just turns on the light, turns on the tap, expects the bin to be collected, but it's sort of out of sight, out of mind. And uh, what what has happened in the intervening period is actually gone from the back door really to the boardroom in terms of a very important element of sustainability of not just households, but of businesses as well. And I think that's where I really saw the opportunity that that this could be developed to something else I think that's what I've really enjoyed about the development in, in the last 26, 27 years now at it in Ireland. So uh, we've come an awful long way, Bobby, in, in this short period. Like if I bring it back to 1998, there was 124 landfills in Ireland. There are two today. There wasn't a bottle bank in the year 2000. We've now uh, nearly 2,000 sites in the country. And how did Repack come about, Seamus, uh, in terms of it was established in 1997, you know, so, to help businesses meet their legal obligation to recycle uh, packaging that they placed in, into the marketplace, let's call it. But so 
I suppose from a very commercial role that you had as what ultimately became uh, Group 151 PLC into an organisation that was, I suppose, a government organisation, must have been a big transition for you. It was, of course, um, in relation to going from what was a for-profit organisation to a not-for-profit organisation. And uh, the REPAC isn't a government organisation. It's actually an organisation that was set up by producers in Ireland to comply with the legislation that came in in 1997. That legislation has been evolving very quickly in that period, more legislation today. So for me, the change, I looked upon this as a a challenge as well as an opportunity. Uh, REPAC definitely needed a facelift. uh, And the the board, the new board in 2014, asked me to take on the challenge because the organisation needed to look to the future to solve some major problems coming down the road. Yeah. Uh, and, and that means, like, if you give an idea, today, uh, commercial household waste generates almost 3 million tonnes. Of that, uh, 1.1 million tonnes are packaging. So if we were going to hit our overall European uh, recycling targets, deliver for Ireland Inc. overall, but also take on the new... Uh, challenges of the single-use plastics directive and the, and the circular economy package uh, that needed some vision. So uh, I, the the members uh, in REPAC and the producers recognised that as well. That's why I suppose we went about developing the the plastic strategy. You know, two thousand eighteen, two thousand thirty, putting a, a design guide in place for packaging to see how we could reduce, um, minimise the use of where it can be done but also make sure that anything is done, that it can be recycled. And then the the latter part of that is to support the infrastructure development in Ireland that is needed uh, to recycle what is generated on a daily basis. So that that you you can, if you go right back then to 2014 to where we are today, even managing that challenge in the meantime. So we have consistently year on year improved our performance in Ireland in terms of what's placed on the market. So, you know, without somebody driving that, both from a, a messaging point of view, but also a subsidy point of view, we support over 100 uh, contractors in the country in terms of the collection of both household and commercial waste and all the facility or packaging waste, I should say. And every facility uh, that exists in the country gets uh, significant subsidies from us. And since uh, REPAC uh, first established in 1997, it's over 500 million it is actually put into infrastructure and service provisions in Ireland. We do think, I think back even myself of, you know, where we've come from in terms of recycling, but recycling is, it's to the fore of people's mindset now, whereas it wasn't in the past. Well, well, it has to be to the fore because we live, and one of the areas that I'd be very passionate about is the fact that we are living way beyond our means in terms of the uses of resources in the world. And can, can I ask you one final thing, Seamus? When you look at all the packaging that gets put out on the market, all the unnecessary stuff, when we talk about shopping online and, you know, the padding, and it almost seems that the whole online thing has created another monster when it comes to packaging. Absolutely. And, and that isn't just packaging that comes from outside the country, but also packaging that's been generated in the country. That's why one of the biggest things that um, Ireland is ahead of every other country at, at the moment, we've introduced 
what is called eco-fee modulation. That means that if you're placing packaging on the market that's not recyclable, you're going to pay much higher producer fees. So we're trying to bring about behavioral change of producers in the first first and foremost by actually putting an in financial incentive in place for them to reduce and change to uh, materials that are more easily recyclable. Uh, we, are, we are as good as anybody in Europe. Uh, we have the same challenges though, and the biggest challenge for everybody, not just in Ireland, but right across the whole of Europe is the, the, to get to the recycling target of plastic by uh, 50% by 2025 and 55 by 2030. That remains the biggest challenge that we that we have to continuously work at as producers, but also appeal to consumers and everybody else to be mindful of what they can do to support that in an Irish context. Okay, well, Seamus, it's an absolute pleasure to talk to you today. It's Seamus Clancy, the Chief Executive Officer of Repack. Thanks for joining us in the Executive Chair today. You're welcome. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.